This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Senate continues its battle against wasteful duplication in federal programs. Over the past two years, the wage gap for federal agencies does not improve for women. And the Air Force makes progress accommodating civilian employees with disabilities. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. December 19th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Senate continues its efforts to reduce duplicative federal programs. Building on several years of GAO reporting, the Senate passed the Acting on the Annual Duplication Report Act of 2022. The bill from Senators Maggie Hassan and Mike Braun would require agencies to identify duplicative programs and require OMB to draft legislation to consolidate or terminate those programs. The bipartisan legislation is projected to save about $3 billion over the next 10 years. The House is yet to introduce a companion bill. The Defense Department wants to help move its installations toward clean energy. The Defense Logistics Agency issued solicitations for the purchase of carbon pollution-free electricity to develop into a grid that will meet DOD requirements in North and South Carolina. The solicitation is part of a plan for achieving a carbon pollution-free electricity sector by 2035. SAM.gov has the solicitations, and award decisions are expected in 2023. Air Force employees with disabilities will get more accommodations starting this month. The department started a central fund specifically for installing accommodations for civilian employees with disabilities. Starting in December, approved reasonable accommodation requests will go through a process to be fully reimbursed. The Air Force is developing a portal to centralize and streamline requests for those accommodations. It hopes to have it up and running by early next year. A reasonable accommodation is a modification to a work environment that lets qualified applicants or employees with disabilities perform their jobs. Congress is backing the State Department's plans to modernize in the latest defense policy bill. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The fiscal 2023 National Defense Authorization Act directs the department to keep the House and Senate up to date on plans to stand up its Bureau of Cyberspace and Digital Policy, as well as provide updates on its hiring efforts. The NDAA gives the department 180 days to issue a report to Congress breaking down the demographic data of its workforce and employees leaving the agency. The report will also include spending on diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility programs over the last four years and disaggregated by bureau and activity. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Army is rolling out a new virtual desktop capability to its entire force in the coming weeks. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. The Army is going live with Azure virtual desktop capability in the next two weeks. It will allow potentially hundreds of thousands of Army users to access their Office 365 desktop and applications on their own laptop potentially negating the need for government-provided computers. Army Chief Information Officer Raj Iyer. It's got to be where we enable our warfighters to be able to access data from any device anywhere, and this is where 
all of our efforts around getting to virtual desktops is so important. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. House Republicans are calling on the Department of Homeland Security to deliver an evaluation of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. The 2021 National Defense Authorization Act required DHS to conduct a force structure assessment of CISA. It was due to Congress this past January, but Homeland Security Committee ranking member John Katko and other lawmakers say they haven't received it. They say the assessment is crucial to understanding future staffing and funding requirements for CISA. The lawmakers are now calling on DHS to submit the review by early January. Two agencies are getting extra time to transition to the new telecommunications contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The General Services Administration is bending its deadline for agencies to transition to the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, contract vehicle a little further for two agencies. GSA says the Departments of Justice and Homeland Security now have until May 31, 2026 to complete the transition from networks. This is two years more than the 80 other agencies that signed the Memorandums of Understanding in September. Those agencies have a deadline of May 2024. GSA says DOJ and DHS need more time because of multiple factors, including global supply chain disruptions and pandemic challenges. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Some federal firefighters can now switch shifts with their co-workers. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. As a new work flexibility, certain eligible federal firefighters are allowed to trade hours across different pay periods. The Office of Personnel Management announced the new policy and will issue the actual regulations later on. OPM notes that a manager has to approve the time trade under the new policy. Although it's limited to just federal firefighters, OPM is touting the policy as a flexibility that's a direct response to employees' concerns and something that may make federal employment more desirable. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The gender wage gap for federal agencies has not changed much in the last two years. Women working at agencies earned about 85 cents for every dollar earned by men. That's according to the latest Government Accountability Office report on gender pay disparities in the U.S. The report also shows that women make up a little less than half of the federal workforce. The IRS is staffing up with taxpayer experience experts ahead of next year's filing season. The agency names Courtney K. Decker as its new Deputy Chief Taxpayer Experience Officer. She'll work with Chief Taxpayer Experience Officer Ken Corbin to identify taxpayer trends and practices, then implement agency-wide improvements in how the IRS interacts with the public. Kay Decker previously served as the director of Iowa's Department of Revenue. She also served as the first state co-chair of the Identity Theft and Tax Refund Fraud Information Sharing Analysis Center that partners with the IRS. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, December 19th, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian.